It has been an eventful few days just in basketball since we last did a conference show. And I got to say on the men's side, quite eventful and maybe to the detriment of the league. There's still plenty of time, of course, between now and the end of the conference season and getting ready to get into the postseason and who, of course, from the league will make the NCAA tournament. About a week ago, say this time when the Knights had just beaten Michigan, they were in the field. SMU was in the field. Memphis was close to in the field. And now, well, UCF has lost twice in a row, once to SMU. But then SMU took a difficult defeat last night, and we'll detail it right now. As far as Wednesday night at Orlando, UCF had Temple. And when I say had him, had him down 44-35 to in the second half. And considering the opponent, it just seemed like it was going to be a normal routine victory. For the Knights, Temple actually would go up though, 52 to 48, only to have the Knights answer back, and they led it and had the ball with 15 seconds left. And in the fateful sequence of the game, now imagine this: UCF has the ball up 62 to 61. Temple had just made a three-pointer, but the Knights are expecting a trip to the free throw line and for Temple to foul. But instead, Nick Jordan, as UCF gets the ball across midcourt, and you're expecting that foul ties up UCF knowing that the possession arrow was going in Temple's favor. And did that pay off? Damian Dunn, huge three-pointer with seven seconds left, gives the Owls the 64-62 lead. UCF would turn it over again on the next possession, and they get stunned at home. Man, ever since that unbelievable three-point shooting performance against Michigan, and again, they shot well over 50% as a team, The Knights haven't been quite so proficient from three-point land. In fact, Darren Green, who had the seven three-pointers, has just won in each of the last two games. UCF now has to try and get itself back into shape because nine and four, one and two in the conference, not terrible. But the latest projections would definitely have them on the wrong side of the bubble. SMU, in fact, you looked at Joe Lenardi's bracket yesterday. It had SMU getting in the field as the automatic qualifier, and that's not a crazy projection because we know Houston is hurting, even though they're very good, the Cougars. Picking SMU to win the conference is not such a crazy thing. Well, maybe SMU was thinking it had this one won. Didn't know that Cincinnati has now won seven of its last eight games that start at 9 o'clock or later, and they were ready at the beginning as David Julius guards scored 15 of his 22, made his first four shots. Also, they got a career high in scoring from shooting guard Micah Adams-Woods. Five of eight on three, scored 17 points. They had a 44-27 to halftime lead. Kendrick Davis held to just six of 18 from the floor with one assist for their point guard. In fact, SMU got 10 assists, but only three from its starting unit. In other words, they did their damage late after they were well behind. They were behind by as many as 25 and lost at 77-60. to The only other men's game that has taken place besides USF Houston was the one that we talked about on Bulls beat a little bit. East Carolina beating the next Bulls opponent, Tulane, in overtime, 88-80. to Talking about assists, East Carolina a season-high 25. Tristan Newton, I'd say he had a pretty good game and overtime. A career-high 32 points with, get this, 14 of them coming in overtime, and that was after he hit a three with two seconds left to force the OT. So again, that's how close the Green Wave are to being 3-0 and in conference going into the game tomorrow against the Bulls. Other action on Saturday, the Tulsa-UCF game postponed due to COVID protocols on Tulsa's side. Noon on CBS, Wichita at Houston, 2 on ESPN+. 
East Carolina's at Temple. Sunday, just the one game, Memphis hosting Cincinnati. Tigers, of course, trying to build back up their NCAA resume. On the women's side, four games played on Wednesday, including ours in Cincinnati. Elsewhere, big win for UCF at Tulane, 54-47. Some definite statistical anomalies in this game. Both teams' top scorers had rough day shooting. Diamond battles just 2 of 14 for UCF. Didn't score from two-point range, which is really her range, and they only played eight players. But with their great defense, they are second in the country in points allowed per game, and they held Tulane to 27% from the floor. Tulane's leader, the outstanding transfer from Baylor Moon Urson, one for nine, three points. Now, she did have 15 rebounds, and again, she's a 5-6 guard. If you've never seen her play, her jumping ability is really something to behold. But yeah, she was held from scoring, and big win for UCF. Huge win for Tulsa, which is now 11-1. and Maddie Biddle, five threes, including the winning shot in the final seconds as Tulsa wins it 72-69. This was actually a great game. We were watching it after the win against Cincinnati on the bus on ESPN+. Tulsa shot right at 50%, but Memphis hung around the whole way. I'm telling you, the entire conference is improved. I'd say the only teams that have taken a downtick would be East Carolina and Cincinnati. But, well, the other eight are all either the same. UCF essentially is the same team, which is good, or better, in some cases significantly better. It is not going to be an easy run for the Bulls through the conference, if that's what you were thinking. Our game is Sunday. The rest of the league action is tomorrow, so of course we'll recap it for you during our Sunday women's basketball broadcast. UCF is at East Carolina, which, by the way, has been strong at home, so that could be interesting. Temple goes to Cincy, SMU to Memphis, and 11-1 now Tulsa at Houston, which put on a 13-0 run in the fourth quarter to beat Wichita on Wednesday. That'll wrap up Around the American. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.